0: Welcome to ROH Strong Podcast. Here is your host, Kevin Eck. What's
1: up, Honor Nation? Thanks for joining me for Episode 8 of the ROH Strong Podcast, the official podcast of Ring of Honor Wrestling. Now, this is a special edition of the podcast today because we have not one, not two, but three ROH stars on the show. All three of them either recently debuted or will soon make their debut for Ring of Honor. And all three happen to be from Australia and will be joining us today from the land down under. Now I'm talking about Slex, Adam Brooks, and Kellyanne. I'll be conducting separate interviews with all three of them, starting with this man. You saw him a few times in Ring of Honor before we went on hiatus. He is the business Slex. Slex, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you very much. Thank you for having me.
1: Well, I, I got to ask you, like I ask every guest, um, how has quarantine life been for you these past few months?
0: Yeah, it's been uh, been interesting. Every day feels the same here. Um, I've got two two kids, so I've got a little girl and a little boy, and it's pretty much daddy daycare, so <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it's definitely keeping me busy. But I've also got um, my garage gym, which I've been using and trying to get my workouts in and keeping myself busy that way as well.
1: Now here in the States, uh, things are slowly, gradually starting to open up. What's, what's the situation there where you are?
0: Yeah, we're the same. We, uh, going through like a three stage sort of opening phase. So I think we're currently at the first stage where, um, like restaurants and cafes and stuff are starting to open with limited people. Um, and you can have a certain amount of guests over at your house now as well, which is, which is good to say some family and friends. Right. Well,
1: I'll tell you one thing that I saw you doing during quarantine was, um, I saw you take on Joe Hendry in a, oh. in a donut eating contest on his Joe versus YouTube series, where the idea was to down a dozen donuts in the shortest amount of time. Selects, I would I would have to say, I watched that episode. I wouldn't go oh. so far as to say Joe won in a squash, but he definitely it's went over decisively. Is that fair to say?
0: It's very fair to say that was actually, uh, that was my idea as well, which makes it worse. But <laughs> I mean, I, I can eat a lot of food, but I mean, he can eat really fast. I mean, he absolutely destroyed me. Um, yeah, I I can eat a lot of food without a time limit, but when it, when it's the time, yeah, i got no, i got no chance.
1: <laughs> so, so here's what I noticed though about that is, is, uh, Joe was taking frequent drinks of water.
0: Water, yeah, I noticed now, that. I, that's yeah, why so I, that, I Is that cheating? That was, well, I think it was a good technique. Um, I think he did a bit more research. He, he, I think he's actually done some eating competitions in the past. So, um, yeah, he was uh, a bit more ready for this than I was. But, yeah, I just couldn't get him down. Though I didn't think that would be so hard to uh, swallow. But those donuts were, uh, yeah, they were tough.
1: So that was hard to swallow. Donuts were hard to swallow and and a tough loss to swallow. Exactly.
0: Especially to Joe. He's been rubbing it in ever since.
1: Yeah, he's not a good winner, I've noticed.
0: No. (laughs) Well,
1: let's, uh, on a a more serious note, let's talk about um, 18th anniversary, Las Vegas weekend in March. Uh, We were supposed to see you that weekend wrestle uh, your countryman, um, Adam Brooks. But as we all know, that did not happen. And I know everybody on the roster kind of has their own story of travel and, you know, what that whole weekend was like. And I know you have an interesting story yourself. So walk us through what that was like for you.
0: Yeah, that was interesting, actually. So first I was meant to wrestle Adam Brooks, and then it actually got changed uh, a couple days That's right, Jeff Cobb. It got changed to Jeff Cobb because Brooks, his visa wasn't um, ready in time or something. So – I remember at the time before I got on the flight, all this news was coming out about the coronavirus and, um, you know, it was, it was at the time where it was, it was all happening. Um, so it was all up in the air, but I was thinking, oh, the show should still go ahead. It'll be fine. Um, I got on the plane in Melbourne, um, and then landed in Las Vegas and my phone, I mean, sorry, landed in LA and my phone was just, it blew, blew up with messages and emails and um being told that the, the show had been now cancelled and then I was like oh my god what's going on <laughs> um and the bad thing is as well in LA airport the reception's really bad so I was sort of like getting I couldn't sort of download all my messages so they were all coming through slowly um which made it hard um and then I was trying to figure out what do I do do I go? Do I take my next flight? Because I had a connecting flight, which was leaving in about 40 minutes. So I didn't have much time to really think. Um, and it was either change my flight and go straight back home or, you know, go straight to, straight to Vegas. Even though the shows had been cancelled, a few of the guys were still there. And I think they were going to do some um, filming for some promos and, and whatnot. Um, so I was at that moment where I was like, all right, I've got to get hold of uh, Marty or I've got to get hold of uh, Todd, who's our travel guy. Um, and eventually got a hold of Todd and, and Marty and um, we figured it would be best for me to fly straight back home.
1: <laughs> so how many hours altogether round trip now well, in the air?
0: So I think, yeah, Melbourne to LA was like a bit over 14 hours. Jeez. So I literally landed and I had this moment of when I was, because when you go to LA, you've got the Point where you either turn right to go to your connecting flight um, or you turn left to exit the airport um, and you can't stand there you've got to keep moving and I was on the phone to I think Todd um, our travel guy trying to figure out what the best option would be and I had the security guard telling me you can't be here you need to you need to you need to go either either way and then it, it was like yeah really stressful because it was like that moment where I'm like oh, what do I do what do I do? Um, and then we decided it would be best for me to, um, yeah, just go straight back home. So I spent 14 hours there and then I had to change my flight to a, a flight back home, which was about another two hour wait. So I just waited at the airport for two hours, had some Panda Express, which was lovely, <laughs> and then got straight back on the plane and headed home for another 14 or a bit over 14 hours. So I think the total travel time would have been about 30 hours or so. Wow. 30
1: hours just to get a look at the airport and head back home.
0: Yeah, it was uh, It was interesting. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was uh, not much you can do though. So it was one of those situations where you can be upset and the rest of it, or you can just, you know, it is what it is. And had a few beers at the airport to relax and unwind and yeah, back on the plane and headed home. And that was it. <laughs> Jeez. So what
1: have you, I know I asked you this earlier about uh, what have you been doing in quarantine, but, have you been watching um, any wrestling? Have you been binge watching anything? Like w- anything to pass?
0: I've, I've actually been watching a lot of the uh, the Ring of Honor um, matches. They've been posting online on the YouTube. Um, mm-hmm. So I've been watching that. Um been watching some old stuff as well. Um, stuff from like the 90s and 80s and just on YouTube and stuff. Um, but mainly I've just been trying to focus on myself as well. So um i got into really good shape obviously during my time at ring of honor i was in probably the best shape i've been in and then with going into quarantine and gyms closing down i started to freak out (laughs) like oh no what am i going to do um but then i realized i mean you don't really need all the gym equipment to uh get a good workout in so i started to get pretty creative um with some home workouts and luckily um i got some gym equipment pretty quickly and set up my own garage gym so i've been yeah more more keeping myself busy in in my gym training and trying to ke- keep up my conditioning and staying in the best shape I can so that when we do return i'm I'm ready to go All right.
1: so except for that donut eating day you've been you've been pretty strict about
0: yeah i I've been, I've been pretty strict um haven't been as strict as I was obviously um <laughs> but yeah I'm trying to get my diet in check and uh yeah not not getting too too relaxed
2: okay well let me
1: ask you about uh for the fans who may not be too familiar with you um, in the states we've obviously we've seen uh, a handful of appearances that you've had in Ring of Honor, but for people who still may not be too familiar, explain who selects the character is and what the business and business is booming is, is really all about
0: yeah so I started this, I started this character in 2017 um, I sort of a lot of people took notice of me from when I had my match against Okada and how this how this character all evolved is actually is quite interesting because I'll take you back a little bit further so I wrestled Marty Skrull in 2016 for Melbourne City Wrestling and I remember wrestling Marty and I remember looking at his at his character and his gimmick and thinking wow this guy he sort of he sort of inspired me to change what I was doing because I didn't really have a character at the time um, so I wrestled Marty and that was, like an, uh, that was like a real eye-opener for me because he had come to Melbourne and he had his over-the-top personality and his character and I thought, I thought it was great. And I started to look around at other characters in wrestling as well and, and, and sort of um, got some inspiration from those characters as well. Um, and then basically I took a break from wrestling from during 2017 for the birth of my little girl. I took about six months off. And in that time, that's when I started to think, all right, if I'm going to come back and wrestle and, and do what I do, I need to uh, evolve and change what I'm doing and you know, ch- change my appearance a little bit and, and change the character. Because up, up until then, I was just Lex without um, a character. And that's when I thought of this business character and thought at the time in, in my local promotion, Melbourne City Wrestling, no one was really wearing a suit. Um, and you know, I wanted to, I wanted to make a living off wrestling, which I wasn't doing at the time, obviously. Um, so I thought I need to treat this like a business and to treat it like a business, you need to invest in yourself to get a return. So I started to think about all these, I just started to think about wrestling as a business. And then I thought, well, if I'm going to treat it as a business, why don't I just be the business? And that's what sort of, that's where the, um, that's sort of where it uh, stemmed from. So I decided right there and then. I'm going to call myself the business. And then it sort of just gradually evolved and morphed into a, this character of, of treating it like a business and and being the best. And that's when it all started. And that's when I uh, debuted the character against o Carter in uh, November of 2017.
1: Well, since you mentioned Okada there, I guess that just leads me right into my next question is, um, well, I know you've done a couple different, you were on several different New Japan shows when they were in Australia, but what was yeah. it like getting in the ring with Okada, who is regarded as, by many people, as the best in the business?
0: Well, yeah, it was absolutely an amazing experience for me as well. As, as, as I mentioned, I had about six months off and that was my first match back. So i have been training my, my backside off to get in shape for the match um, and then to have my first match back against Okada, who it was just a, an amazing experience, dream come true. He's world class. And yeah, it was just it was just awesome. Um, a, a match that I didn't think at the time would be possible. Um, and yeah, it, w- it was great. Loved every minute of it.
1: So I know you're still in your early 30s, but, um, you know, I did did my research on you. I know that you've been in this business more than half your life. You started young. Uh, obviously, you've been a big star in Australia, two-time uh, Melbourne City Wrestling Heavyweight Champion. How did you get on uh, Ringo Honor's radar?
0: Yeah, so basically, um, for me, it was 2019 was like a, a make-or-break sort of year for me in, in my head, um, considering my age. I'm in my, as you said, I'm in my early 30s. I thought, all right, time to – you know, something needs to happen for me for me now, or or it's not going to happen. Um, so I had been on a few shows with uh, Marty for World Series Wrestling uh, down here in Australia when they would do tours down here, and me and Marty became really good friends. Um, and then also at the time, I was trying to obviously you mentioned before that I'd done some shows with New Japan as well. So I was trying to I was trying to get something going with New Japan. Um, nothing was really happening. I'd spoken to, uh, at the time, Neil uh, Dashwood. She was at Ring of Honor. She yep. was someone that I started wrestling with back when we were about 14 or 15 years old. So she's a lifetime friend. Um, I'd spoken with her and, and just put the feelers out to see if I could get a contact for someone at Ring of Honor. I'd sort of reached out, but nothing was really happening with uh, Ring of Honor or, or New Japan. And then in 2019, I think it was October, I had a WWE tryout. Um and didn't get it and really did nothing really happened from that either got good feedback but didn't look like they were really going to hire anyone at the time either and I was sort of thinking well I sort of put this pressure on myself for something to happen but nothing was really happening so in my head I'm like well maybe it's just not going to happen and then yeah Marty sent me a a message and he had just put the feelers out and said, look, I want to try and help you out and see if I can get you, um, you know, in contact with the right people and see if you could come to ring of honor. And that, and that's how it sort of all evolved. And, um, I really got to thank Marty for for put, putting in the word for me and helping me get to ring of honor.
1: So when you got to ring of honor, I know I believe you've had three matches in ring of honor so far before we went on hiatus, which was, um, you faced Flip Gordon in your first match. You wrestled Marty and Bandito in a triple threat. Yep. And then you were part of a six-man with the Briscoes against Villain Enterprises. So
0: yeah, yeah, correct.
1: right off the bat, I mean, you're in the ring with some of the biggest stars in the company. So, what was that like? I mean, sort of being thrown into the deep end of the pool right upon arrival.
0: Um, it was... I wouldn't want it any other way. I feel like the last of the last probably two years of my career, I've, I've sort of had a lot of big matches. i you know, as as you mentioned, that I'd wrestled Okada, and uh, you know, from the World Series Wrestling tours, I've, I've wrestled a lot of big names as well, from uh, Matt Riddle to Jeff Cobb. Um, I had wrestled Marty before, so I'd wrestled a lot of international talent. So I feel like I'd sort of been preparing myself this for the last you know, two or three years ready for the moment. So I I wasn't daunted by the experience. I was more excited and wanting to showcase my talent and, and prove to, you know, the ring of honor fans and the ring of honor, uh, family that, you know, I, I belong in ring of honor. So I, I was just, I was just excited for the opportunity, but at the same time, yes. When, when you're out there and you're looking across, you know, the Briscoes or, um, you know, bandito world-class talent, it's, uh, it's exciting.
1: So were you a Ring of Honor fan growing up?
0: I was yes I was a Ring of Honor fan it's funny actually because um, after I'd signed the contract and everything was happening because um, me and my family were planning to move to actual to actual we we're going to live in um, America and we we're planning to move over this year um, I was packing up some some boxes and all the rest of it and I looked at this box and opened the box and it was like a box of old VHS tapes and the first tape that I had seen when I opened the box was a ring of honor tape and that just blew my mind that here I am opening this box which I haven't opened for about you know 10-15 years and there's this ring of honor tape from 2005. <laughs> ah, that's when so you that
1: know
0: just, it's that, to- <laughs> yeah that just, that just blew my mind I'm like wow that was a that was just a, a really cool moment.
1: So, uh we mentioned earlier that originally you were supposed to face uh, Adam Brooks that did get changed uh to Jeff Cobb, but you yeah. and Adam Brooks certainly uh no strangers to each other. Tell me mm. about the uh the rivalry uh, between the two of you. It's been going on for years and years, correct?
0: Yeah, we've known each other for a long time, and it's one of those things where you wrestle someone and you just instantly have this uh just instantly have this chemistry and you can, you hit it off in the ring um and that's what happened we've wrestled uh I think for the first time maybe 2015 or 14 or something and we just yeah really really hit it off in the ring and from there we've had just matches around Australia and sort of set set the standard uh for this country and yeah me and him sort of have this rivalry where we I think we just test each other and push each other in the ring and um, try and prove, you know, try and one-up each other every time we get in there. And that's how sort of how the rivalry sort of started. So
1: I'm sure you're looking forward to at some point, at some point it has to happen, right? In a ring of
0: honor ring, the two uh, of ah, I hope so. I'm <laughs> sure he hopes so to, as well. But um, I think, yeah, we just want to get in the ring and wrestle again. And um, if me and him can be in a ring of honor ring and, you know, put it, show the fans um, around the world, you know, that is what, what Australian wrestling is and what, what it can be. Um, that's great as well.
1: I guess it probably, even though obviously you guys were in ring rivals, it's certainly, he's a guy that you're familiar with. I'm sure that helps in a sense too, for both of you that, um, there's a friendly face and a, and I, a, a, not, not that there's not, not that there's unfriendly faces, but certainly a guy that you're familiar with, um, in the locker room already.
0: Yeah, that that, that will be great as well. And, and having Kellyanne as well. Um, yep. We, we go back way back as well. We're having some, yeah, some familiar faces in the locker room um, always helps.
1: So obviously with the three of you coming over and, and, you know, there's other Australian stars as well. I have to ask you just at the, the Australian wrestling scene, is it, it's getting a lot of attention now. Was it just, was it flying under the radar, I guess, for a while? Is that fair to say?
0: Um Yeah, I think it was sort of flying under the radar a little bit. Like the UK really boomed and took off. Um, and we're probably a few years behind behind that. I guess there's always been talent here, yeah. um, but I think Australia really uh, the I don't know like the production value of the shows and it, all the wrestlers really started to you know put more effort in, look like wrestlers, get better gear, and yeah, that, I think that's what lifted the whole scene. Um, but there's always been there's always been talent in Australia, but now I think just with uh, the internet and Twitter and Instagram and Um, all the rest of it now there's there's so much more eyes on the product now that you're just seeing the talent come through now but yeah there's always been amazing talent um, down here in Australia now they're just getting the opportunity to uh, showcase their talent on a on a larger stage so was it
1: always a goal of yours to eventually branch out and and you know sign with a company in the states or I guess you mentioned even maybe Japan was that something that was always kind of the goal
0: yeah, so I suppose for me, as you said, I've been doing this for quite a while. Um, I suppose it always was a goal, but I made it a real focus and a priority to actually <laughs> do this and, and and set and set out a goal. Um, probably back when I came back, when I first had that match with Okada in 2017, ever since I came back then, um, I really made it a focus to want to wanna do this for a living and, and make something happen. Before then, I was... Wrestling and and happy wrestling and enjoying it, but I wasn't I wasn't really if it was being honest with myself, I wasn't really chasing uh, to get signed or to to get something to, to happen. Um, I was sort of just wrestling and enjoying it and having a good time. um It's not till I had that break and sort of reevaluated everything that I came back with this hunger and drive and and different view on on on, on wrestling and myself to really to really you know, push myself and try and get something happening. Um, and that's how it sort of started. So you
1: mentioned that you're planning on moving your family to the States. So, uh, two part question for you. Um, what do you like best about the States and what will you miss most about home?
0: Um, what do I like best about America is probably Waffle House. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And yeah, no, I love, I love America. I love the, uh, I love the convenience of like everything. And I love all the different sort of so many options with food. I think the people are really nice. Like every time I've got a, on a flight in America and and spoken to people, I don't know, like they just seem, everyone just seems really genuine and, and, and really nice and caring. And the, I don't know, like you have really good conversations with people there. Um, And I still, I have got a lot of friends in America as well. So, Um, a lot of friends that are wrestling over in America for different companies and uh, yeah I I just yeah I love America but I will miss Australia I'll probably miss the most thing I'll miss about Australia is probably family I guess Uh, and maybe Vegemite and Tim Tams but that's about it
1: (laughs) all Americans know the Vegemite sandwich from the men at work
0: song I think oh yeah it's brutal. You either love Vegemite or you hate it. It's very a uh, distinct taste.
1: I've never had the I don't know the pleasure or the the I wouldn't know. So I've never. I'll never... bring
0: I'll bring I'll bring you a jar. Okay. When when, when 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 all this is over and we can travel again, I'll I'll bring you a I'll bring you some Vegemite.
1: All right, I will I will give it a shot. I'll be looking forward to that. Um. Well, any I guess before we wrap up, just any um any specific goals that you have that you've set for yourself in Ring of Honor uh, or any final words uh, to the fans?
0: Yeah well I've been been asked that question a little bit about having goals for Ring of Honor and I guess when I when I first got there it was I just wanted to make uh, like that this first year was going to be like a proving ground for me to sort of uh, put my stamp on Ring of Honor and, and you know prove that I belong and, and show what I can do and um i guess goals i just i just can't wait to get back and to wrestling again because i miss it so much and i don't really have like a set out goal to you know obviously we've all got goals and i want to be hold a championship and all that sort of stuff but my main goal for is just proving myself a ring of honor and 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 showing what i can do um message to the fans is just yeah stick tight and we're going to come back uh bigger stronger and better than ever i mean it sucks that we can't, can't wrestle now, but I feel like this is like a reset for everything, and when we come back, we're going to come back better than ever. So, yeah, sit tight and, and get ready.
1: Awesome, awesome. And, hey, I, I have to ask you this too. Like, what is Shane Taylor's problem with you?
0: I don't know, man. Like, he's got big problems. He, he can't even do the, you know, dirty work by himself. He's always got to have his lackeys with him. So, but, uh, yeah, there's going to be payback, so don't worry about that.
1: Maybe you need somebody watching your back as well, since he does always have the uh, SOS
0: with him. I know, right? I am to got to get some friends.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, before I let you go, where can uh, the fans find you on uh, on social media?
0: Yeah, on social media, it's uh, Instagram. It's selects the business, um, and then Twitter and Facebook is the same. Selects the business. So, all, all the same across all uh, three platforms.
1: Awesome. Well, Slex, thank you so much for your time. It was, uh, it was great to finally uh, get a chance to speak with you. And uh, we have your friend uh, and rival, Adam Brooks, up next. Any message that you'd like me to relay to him? Uh, or is there a specific question you think I should – what's something I should ask him that maybe I hadn't thought of?
0: Ooh. Uh...
1: What can I do to put him on the spot? Like, ask him a question he wouldn't think I would know to ask. <laughs>
0: I can't. You're putting me on the spot to to think of one, but uh, I don't know. He, um, he, he's a funny. He's a funny guy, and I'm sure he'll keep you on your toes too.
1: <laughs> All right. Fair enough. All right. Again, thanks so much, Lex. It's, uh, it's really been a pleasure to speak with you.
0: No, thank you, Kevin, and thank you. thank you, thanks to everyone.
1: All right. We're gonna take a short break, and then Adam Brooks will join me next.
2: Ring of Honor presents the best Dungeons and Dragons on the planet with Joe Hendry as Mega, the singing sensation, Beer City Brewster as Maynard, Dwarven Cleric of Ale, Session Marth Martina as Thea, Brawler Malonis as Ander the Bold Barbarian, and Cheeseburger as Santee. Together, these
0: wrestlers become heroes. Join these stars and more for
1: Role Play of Honor. Welcome back to the ROH Strong Podcast. My next guest was a big get for ROH earlier this year. And like many others, I am really looking forward to seeing him in an ROH ring soon. I'm talking about Adam Brooks. Adam, welcome to the show.
2: Hello, Kevin. Thank you for having me. I'm, uh, I'm very happy to be here. Well, it is, it is great to have you here. Uh, we know that you
1: signed with Ring of Honor a while ago, but because of circumstances, obviously, we haven't been able to see you make your official Ring of Honor debut yet, even though you have had technically one match in an ROH ring, which we'll talk, to, which we'll talk about in a second. But the yep. first question I ask every single guest uh, since we started this podcast eight weeks ago is, what have
2: you been up to during quarantine? Oh, man. So I've honestly just trying, trying not to go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like all of us. Dude, the the timing of everything was just so unfortunate, you know, like things were, things were kicking off really well here in Australia. And then I just signed with ROH, getting ready to come over. I was about to do the Vegas show and then everything just, you know, fell apart in the world. So go ahead. So like, I'm just, I'm just trying to look at it positively. Like. I'm thankfully I'm not out with no gnarly injury or anything like that. I'm, I'm out just like everybody is. Um, and I'm just trying to keep busy. So, you know, I, I try to just do some casual work for friends as much as I can. Cause I don't want to be sitting around at home. I get so bored. Just working out, trying to keep the muscles active until the gyms open. The gyms open here. Uh, I think about 15 days. Everyone's counting the days down to get back in the gym um wrestling training you know is the same about 15 days away until we might be able to get into a ring and start rolling around again so just trying to keep busy you know family friends that that's all you can really do in a time like this you know
1: gotcha any any binge watching of shows or anything like that
2: uh yeah i've actually been binge watching uh a series on stan called weeds (laughs) i don't know if we are allowed to mention that on here but it's uh (laughs) it's a very good show actually i'm I'm quite hooked on it okay i think we could talk about that for sure i think that's okay (laughs) yeah no it's it's very good actually and then just like just lots of movies uh lots of wrestling as well trying to you know i watch the other products and i try to watch that empty arena stuff and then you know i'll go back and watch old stuff just just trying to keep the brain flowing, you know, wrestling wise, so that when everything comes back to normal, we're ready to go and get straight into it.
1: Absolutely. Well, I just mentioned that you've, te- well, while you haven't had a match in Ring of Honor yet, since you signed a, a contract, no. you have had a match in a Ring of Honor ring back in 2018 on the uh, UK tour in Scotland, you wrestled
2: Jay Lethal. Uh, what, what are your memories of that match? um i was extremely nervous <laughs> you know jay jay was the champ at the time
1: yep and it was a proving ground match
2: yeah so i was living over in england at the time i was living with will osprey he was you know lovely enough to to open his doors for me to come and stay with him so i was living with him for about nine months and um i got this opportunity to to wrestle for roh and and then they're like yeah you're gonna be wrestling jay lethal so Um, I was extremely nervous, but I kind of, I tried to look at it as a way, uh, like a full circle moment. And this signing with ring of honor is like a real full circle thing because when I was 21 years old, it was April, 2013, I flew over to Philadelphia and I attended the, uh, the seminar camp, the two day camp back then. And at the time Jay lethal was the head coach of that seminar. Fast forward to 2018, you know, I'm getting to wrestle him in, in and you know, 2020. Now I've, I've signed a contract with Ring of Honor. So it's just like a really cool full circle thing, you know? Wow. That is
1: cool. So you got to show Jay how much you had actually learned in that seminar when you got, well,
2: I you mean, <laughs> well, I, I'm sure he, he didn't, he, he wouldn't have remembered me from that seminar. Absolutely not. And I can't remember I'm sure I did mention it to him. Um, but it's just like, it was just a really cool little moment. And I look back on on everything now and it's like, okay, this is the place that I was supposed to be. Because for years as a wrestler, you're trying to get to places and you're like, oh, you know, should I be there? I should be there. Oh, I want to get there. Da, 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 da. But then I think when you finally just kind of throw your arms up and you're like, you know what? There's so many options these days. Wherever I end up, great, that's 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 where I'm supposed to be. And I'm so glad that ROH have given me this opportunity and it feels like, okay, cool, this is the place that I'm supposed to be, just due to everything that's happened in the past, you know?
1: Right, so let's talk about that opportunity uh, specifically with Ring of Honor. Yep. You said you, uh, you're familiar. you familiar, you went to that camp back in 2013, you had your mm-hmm. match with Jay Lethal in 2018, so obviously you're on Ring of Honor's radar. How did things get to the point where your next, you you know, the next thing is you're signing a contract with Ring of Honor. How did that come about?
2: So I was wrestling uh, in Mexico for the crash and I was in some multi-man match and Matt Taven was in the match and he was the ROH champ at the time. And like, we just clicked, we were just hanging out chatting. He just seemed like a really cool dude. Um, We went out there, we wrestled and then, we get backstage and, and as, soon as, like, as soon as he sits down, before he starts taking his gear off or anything, he goes, oh, you know, he signed anywhere. I said, no. He goes, okay, I've just messaged the higher-ups at ROH. Like, I think you'd be great there. And I was like, oh my God, like, thank you so much. Like, you, did, you didn't have to do that. So the fact that he did that, it meant a lot to me. So I don't know if things sort of started rolling there. I'm not exactly sure, but I do remember uh, the last UK tour, in last year 2019 uh my friends nick uh nick berry and mitch waterman they're known as the brat pack as a tag team they they got the opportunity to do that tour yep and they kept saying the whole time man the boys are putting you over like marty and taven and Brody king like they're saying man we need brooks in roh and stuff and i was like whoa like this is this is nice to hear you know (laughs) um and then i you know I, I got Greg's email and I said, "Look, I'm going to be back over in the states during these times uh if there's anything i'd you know I'd love the opportunity uh and then the uh you know the 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 creative and stuff changed over there, and Marty's familiar with things and I think once that you know went that got handed to him, yep. that's when uh I think maybe he was like, yeah let's." Let's let's grab this guy. So I think that's how it all went, you know. Okay.
1: Well, yeah, you um, mentioned a bunch of guys there, uh, Taven, yeah. Skril, and, and I did. I, I looked my, uh, I did my research here, and I, I see you've been in the ring with a bunch of not only those guys but uh, Dragon Lee, Bandito, Ray Horace, Mark Haskins. So you already were very familiar with a lot of the the ROH roster. So I think maybe unlike uh, Slex, who I think he's been in the ring with maybe, you know, a handful of guys. Um, but you're coming in already, like, you've worked with these guys. These guys know you. So that has to make you, you know, coming to a new promotion, a new country, a uh, huge change. But it's like you're going to walk in and see a lot of familiar
2: faces. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really excited, man. Like, I've wrestled a lot of these guys. I know a lot of these guys. And, and everyone just seems so cool, those guys that I know. And then I hear that the locker room over there, the people that I don't know, as well like i've just heard that it's so cool and i'm very excited to just get in there be a part of that locker room hang out with everyone and just go out there and just kill it you know represent roh and just just put on some good wrestling
1: so your first match in ring of honor since signing was supposed to be with Slex. um that didn't happen Uh, i know there was some some visa issues um and then of course the show never happened anyway because of the situation we're in now uh but I talked to Slex about your rivalry and stuff, and he mentioned that you guys just had instant chemistry, and and you've been wrestling obviously against each other for years in Australia. I want to hear your side of it. Like, tell me um, the whole chemistry you have with Slex and, and working with him all these years.
2: Yeah, he's definitely right about chemistry. Like, we just we just click when we're in a ring. But Slex was probably like one of the first, you know, big name guys in Australia that I got to wrestle back in 2013. Cause I'd only been wrestling like three years at that point, And Slexi would have been around at, at least close to 10. So the first time we wrestled, I was obviously really nervous, but I wanted to prove to myself and to him that, you know, I'm one of these next kids that are coming up, trying to make a name and stuff. So since then it's just, yeah, we've just had great chemistry, you know, we're, we're good mates out of the ring. Um, you know, we beat the shit out of each other in the ring. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you know, I wish I wish we got to do that match in Vegas. But, you know, unfortunately, these things happen. But hopefully we can do it soon, you know. Or even team together over there. You know, like something like that would be really cool.
1: Absolutely. I was just thinking that same thing, either as opponents or partners.
2: Um, it'd be great to see. Um, like I, I've heard, I've heard Marty talking about he wants to do like intergender. Like let's let's do the three of us, you know, six man team. You know, first Australians to capture the six man belts. Like that'd be like a really cool thing for our country. You yeah, know, Kelly, Kellyanne involved. You mean? K- Kel's is Kells She's wrestled dudes before, man. She, <laughs> you know, she 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 can definitely hold up. So. You know who knows who knows what you know what's going to happen, but that'd be a cool little goal to you know achieve. Just the three of us achieving something together for our country. I think that'd be really cool. Absolutely. Well, I
1: know that obviously the the real hardcore wrestling fans certainly are familiar with uh, with who you are and your work and everything like that. But um, for those who maybe are still not quite familiar, how would you describe? Let's see. Someone's never seen an Adam Brooks match. Um, how would you describe? yourself, your character, uh your style in the
2: ring, the whole package. So, I consider myself just a very laid back Australian fella, like to have fun, a little bit cheeky. So I get a little bit cheeky in the ring. I like to go out there, have a bit of fun. Uh but when that bell rings, I can go, you know, like that's the best way to explain it, man. You know, just a laid back Aussie that likes to do some cheeky stuff in that ring. Make people <laughs> laugh, you know but I can go.
1: <laughs> that, well, that's, yes, obviously. I think that's a uh, for sure. You wouldn't be in Ring of Honor if you couldn't go.
2: Absolutely. I pride myself on being able to go, you know?
1: So obviously, this is another thing I talked about uh, or talked with Slex about was kind of the Australian wrestling scene. It, it mm, seems yep. like it was almost like a hidden gem, right? But now we're starting to find out about it. Like what, What? I mean, describe the Australian wrestling scene, what it's been like and and is it just it's like the rest of the world just kind of discovering it.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. I think now people are only starting to discover it because. So there's a lot of names over at like WWE. Now Australia's grabbed heaps of WWE have grabbed heaps of Australians. Yep. Um, The first one would have been to Dashwood in. I think they grabbed her in like 2011. So she would have been the first one. And then in 2013, they grabbed uh, Buddy Murphy, who was the guy that trained me. Um, so then I think since then, people, have, people here have thought, okay, maybe, maybe this is possible. Because for years, it, it, people just didn't think that it was, a, you know, it was possible to achieve anything like that. So I think once Will Ospreay came here, and he wrestled myself and Robbie Eagles. Because Will has that that different crowd that follows him, that indie crowd, and they saw that, oh, Will Ospreay went to Australia. We didn't know that there was wrestling in Australia. Let, let's check this out. And then those people would have just happened to see the two guys that he wrestled, and they obviously, you know, oh, these these two guys, we don't know who they are. They're pretty good. And I think things just kind of went from there and just escalated and more, more people were getting signed, you know, to WWE. Uh, Robbie got signed to New Japan. Us three now getting grabbed by Ring of Honor. Um, we've had World Series Wrestling do tours and they bring a lot of the international guys over. We've had Marty come over numerous times with them. Flip's been a few times. Brody's been... So, I think that's been a big help as well. Yep. Um, it's just, yeah, man. Like, it's good to see that that my friends are getting opportunities and that people around the world are starting to notice that, oh, man, there's some good talent down here, you know? Absolutely. Well, it's let me it's really back. cool to see.
1: Let me go back before you got into the business. Uh, When did you become a fan? Were you always a wrestling fan? Like, how did you discover the wrestling? And and, uh, when did you decide it was something that you wanted to do as
2: a career? Uh, So I was nine years old when I first saw wrestling. I was just hanging out in the street with with our neighbors. And one of the neighbors goes, oh, I've got this VHS tape. It's wrestling. Come watch it. It's really cool and i'm like oh, okay so so we we go to his house and he, he was halfway through watching this tape and it was wrestlemania 16 so he puts the tape in and he, he's like we'll continue watching it and he was up to the three way ladder match with the hardys edge and christian and the dudleys and i watched that match and i was just mesmerized by what these guys were doing i was like like this is wrestling this is this is something you know uh and then I saw Jeff Hardy performing that match and I was like this guy is insane like this guy is cool he's wearing baggy pants he's not wearing you know the the trunks and the tight spandex like this guy's real cool <laughs> <laughs> So just from that moment I started doing my research and I was like okay there's there's this one company this is WWF this is WCW these guys wrestle here they wrestle there and then it just grew from there, man. Um, I think when I decided that I wanted to be a wrestler, I would I would mess around in the backyard with my friends. And I was like, nah, this is something that I really, really want to do. So I just went to a local training school. Um, they're called PCW. They're still running today. Um, I went there. I met Buddy Murphy, who was one of the guys there at the time. And then he just trained me. He took me under his wing. Um, we got really close, you know, we're as close as brothers. Um, and it just went from there, man. Like, so I had my first match when I was, uh, I want to say 18.
1: Okay. So, um, I, I know this is like the question that everybody that gets asked when they first sign with the company, but I'll ask anyway. Um, mm-hmm. Goals ring of honor.
2: Short-term goals, long-term goals? Well, long-term goals is if you're not in the business to be the world champ, then I think you need to think why you're in the business. So long-term, obviously, I would love to be Ring of Honor world champ. It's very early days. I haven't even had a match there yet. (laughs) But long-term, I'd love to do that. Um, But short-term, I just want to get there first. I want the world to stop. I want the world to get back to normal uh, and I want to get there and I just want to, I just want to have some good matches, kill it, prove myself. And then hopefully get some championships down the line. You know, that TV belt, I'd love to get in there with Dragon Lee again. Um, We only got to do a scramble match, so we didn't really work. So I'd love to get in there with Dragon Lee and go one-on-one. You know, again, like I mentioned it earlier, like, this the six-man belts just would be something really cool for our country and it's just something different to what everyone else that have signed contracts and are in other companies are doing it'd just be really cool so yeah just get there first and just have some really good matches get my get my personality over to a a bigger audience my character and stuff um so yeah man that that's that's all like you know that's some goals for you
1: (laughs) (laughs) those are some good goals so Slex mentioned that um, he was uh, in the process or, I, and I guess he's still going to do this. Uh, he's going to move, he's going to move his family uh, over to the States. Are you going to be doing that as well? or Are you going to be kind of going back and forth? Do you think?
2: Well, I'd say, I don't know. It really all depends on how the, the world is at the yeah. moment, yeah. you know, like if the option's there to, to, to move. Absolutely. You know, I want to be wrestling for ROH as much as possible to, to keep learning and just to keep get getting better. So, you know, if it's, if I, if it's there, absolutely. But I just, we need to see what's happening with the world, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. These are, uh, I mean, obviously to say these are crazy times would be uh, would be an understatement. I mean, I, it's, yeah. especially for like um, in the wrestling business and for you guys, you know, well, Slex had been here, you know, he had his three matches or whatever in ring of honor, but for you and Kellyanne, you both, you signed this contract, you're booked for dates, you're raring to go. And, you know, here we are in uh, June and, uh, and still raring to go, (laughs) but just haven't been able to pull that trigger yet. I I can only imagine the anticipation. um, You know, like uh, you must just be chomping at the bit.
2: Absolutely. It's just, it's unfortunate. And, You can't beat yourself up about it because it's the whole world, you know? Yep. So just when it happens, it'll happen, you know? Hopefully it happens soon. It's very soon. Yeah, I think,
1: uh, man, I think you speak for everybody uh, when you say that. So let me just uh, open this up to you um, and say, do you have any other uh, specific words or uh, anything else you want to say, kind of, I guess, to the fans who are listening to you right now?
2: Man, I just, really, I just, I'm excited to get there. That's all I can really say. I'm excited to get there, prove myself to the ROH fans, prove myself to that that wider audience, um, and just really represent, you know, some of the talent that we have here. You know, that's that's all I can really say. I'm just, I'm excited to get there and do my thing. Well, I do think you're going to love it
1: when when you get here. Um, Like, as you said earlier, you already know, a bunch of people in the locker room. And um, I mean, it's just been my experience, you know, that and I'm not just saying this, because I work for the company, but it really is an unbelievable locker room, not just, I mean, the talent, obviously speaks for itself. The roster's just ridiculously good. But it's a really, like, everybody is just like, I think wants to put on the best show. And and I I don't see clicks. I don't see backstabbing. I don't see any of that stuff. And, um, and I think you're going to really enjoy it when you get here.
2: And, and that's the type of locker room I want to be in, man. You know, everyone working together to just put on a killer show.
1: Absolutely. Well, tell us where we can uh, find you on your uh, social media outlets.
2: Yeah, so my Twitter and my Instagram is the Adam TheAdamBrooksy. And then my Facebook is just uh, facebook.com slash Brand. So I have, uh, I don't, I'm not really big on the whole social media thing it's 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 just not my thing yeah um but every now and then you know there'll be something there'll be something on there
1: okay all right well that's you know social media can uh it's 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 a good thing and a bad thing right oh
2: dude (laughs) especially these times you go on you go online now and you just see all this terrible stuff that's happening around the world it's like i don't want to see that man you know
1: it's true it's definitely true well, Adam, thanks so much for your time. Uh, it's been great to uh, finally uh, get to talk to you. And uh, man, I can't wait to uh, to see you do your thing here in a, in a Ring of Honor ring.
2: Thank you, Kevin. I'm, uh, I'm very excited to just just be there and meet everyone and hang out with the crew.
1: All right. Uh, Sleck said he's going to bring me some Vegemite. So am I going to like this or not?
2: <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: thumbs up or thumbs down on the Vegemite?
2: See, I love Vegemite okay but most americans cannot stand it but you've got to do it the proper way you know like i see americans they put vegemite on toast and they just smear vegemite straight on toast and they don't like it you've got to have the perfect uh, ratio of butter and vegemite that's how you make it work
1: butter and vegemite together okay i'm i'm writing this down i'm taking notes because i I definitely want to try this.
2: We'll get, we'll get Slexi to bring the Vegemite and then I'll do the correct ratio on a piece of toast for you. And that's when we'll really judge whether an American likes Vegemite. All
1: right. Well, I've been curious about it ever since the men at work song. So are
2: you you old enough to get that
1: reference? I know you're a young guy. No, I get it. Okay. All right. I figured you would. All right. Well, again, thanks so much, Adam. Uh, Look forward to seeing you soon in the ring and we will be back with Kellyanne right after this short break.
3: The franchise
1: here of Ring of Honor Wrestling, about to watch me some Honor Club right here in my very own living room, but first I wanted to let you guys know a cool feature. Now you can go directly to the match that you're looking for on any video that exists on the Honor Club. Find the menu in the bottom right-hand corner, open it up, and just select the match that you want to go directly to. For me. It's me versus Jay Briscoe from Best in the World 2015. To select the match, it's just that simple. Welcome back to our all-Australian episode of the ROH Strong Podcast. Joining me now is the newest addition to the women's roster, Kellyanne. Kellyanne, welcome to the show.
3: Hello, thank you so much for having me.
1: It is great to finally speak with you. I know that... Uh, uh, you got signed back in, I guess it was February. Um, yeah. Obviously, because of circumstances, we have not been able to actually see you debut yet. But I start every interview with this question, <clears throat> excuse mm-hmm. me, and that is what are you doing or what have you been doing during this quarantine?
3: For me, uh, okay, to be completely honest, my life has not changed that much. Um, I live in a country town away from the city, so I kind of live in isolation already, uh, and that's by choice. So playing World of Warcraft is pretty much my pastime, uh, and I've started doing that more than ever now, um, and a lot of it's been attempting to work out at home um, with some weights that I paid way too much for. (laughs) Um, so, you know, a lot of it really is just World of Warcraft, lifting weights, um, watching Mad Men on Netflix and just trying not to go insane. Um, you know, because in my head I had, you know, everything going for me just as this started. So I'm trying my best just to keep a level head throughout it all.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Well, that's, Obviously, that's what I'm going to ask you about is yeah,
3: um,
1: you signed with the Ring of Honor and mm-hmm. you were actually the second competitor announced for the uh, new Ring of Honor Women's World Championship, yeah. uh, which was going to get underway in April in Philadelphia. Quest for Gold didn't happen. Um, so just talk to me about that range of emotions from signed <laughs> to Ring of Honor in the Quest for Gold. Uh, that's canceled. And now it's June and you still haven't made your in-ring debut.
3: Yeah, look, um, obviously a roller coaster. Uh, I, before I got signed, literally like the week before, I, I was really struggling with wrestling in general. Just um, I felt frustrated, disheartened by some of the experiences I had with other companies. And it was, I was trying to find ways to hold on because wrestling's all I have. And, you know, a week after me having that um I guess, down moment is when I, uh, Marty reached out to me and signed me and it all happened so quickly. And I remember the um, the feeling I had, it didn't feel real because in my head, like whenever something good happens to me, something bad always goes wrong. So (laughs) it was almost as if I was prepared. Um, I, I remember I cried obviously because being a part of, you know, a company like Ring of Honor is beyond words for me. But um, yeah, then obviously this happened and a part of me was like, well, you know, you knew this was going to happen, something like this would happen. Um, (laughs) So it's been very um, bittersweet. Obviously I'm beyond excited for what's ahead of me, but it is hard knowing that I should have been there. You know, I should have been living my dream in a sense. I should have been on the biggest stage and unfortunately, not (laughs) so it's but of course it's easy to be down but um i'm trying to find ways to find positives with it um obviously my body's healed more than ever i've never had a break in about 10 years so um i think i'm ready to go
1: (laughs) awesome so can you put into words what i mean i don't want to jump the gun here obviously tournament Mm -hmm. hasn't started or anything like that but Mm -hmm looking down the line, like what would it mean to you? Could you put it into words what it would mean to win the, uh, the, this would be the first, basically the first ring of honor, women's world championships, never had that designation before. (laughs) It's a new championship belt. What would that mean to you?
3: Um, look, all I've ever wanted to do in wrestling is be very good at it and make a difference. So if I was able to come into ring of honor and help build the women's division, Um, and to be, you know, I guess the face of the women's division, I mean, that's beyond words. I would be so proud. Um, I would be so proud to be a part of it and be, you know, the woman in a sense. But, um, yeah, I think, um, my intention is to go there and, you know, make some waves and revamp the women's division as much as I can. Um, everything I've done up to this point, I try to be as authentic as possible, especially with social media. Unfortunately, that's a huge part of wrestling now, but I do my best to keep everything um, within the guidelines of my character, I guess. And um, I hope that I can make it there at Ring of Honor and still keep um, as authentic as I can. So yeah, um, it would be everything to me, literally everything, (laughs) everything I've worked for.
1: (laughs) For Sure. So since you just mentioned your character, Mm -hmm. um for fans who haven't and there's probably a lot of fans listening to this who who may not be familiar with you how would you describe kellyanne someone who has (laughs) never seen your work and what they can expect to see from you
3: sure um look i guess with my character in kellyanne is kellyanne is pretty much everything i want to be in real life all the time and to put it into words i guess it's someone that Stands for what they believe in. They don't sell out to anything. They've always been a lone ranger. Um, they never rely on other people to get them anywhere. Um, and uh, a lot of that, I do try to um, portray through my social media accounts. You know, I, you'll never see me upload a gym selfie or, you know, a, a scandalously clad video of me or anything like that. Everything I do is, if you know, I want people to judge me by what I do in the ring. Um, and so they'll be able to see it and it's up to them what they want to make of Kellyanne. But for me, everything I do in that ring is, um, I just leave everything I can out there. So it's up to them how they interpret me in a sense, I guess.
1: I think it would be fair to describe you as an ass kicker in the ring. Would you say?
3: (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, look, um, when I'm in there, it's a real fight for me. It's a, it's a fight. Um, it's never going through the motions. It's a legit fight.
1: So one of these things you're known for is mm-hmm. taking your pulse with your, your fingers to your yeah. neck, uh, I guess, before, during the match. What is that all about?
3: Sure. So for me, the reason I do that is to stay in control. If I don't do that I don't know what I'm capable of. And that's almost, that is very real to me. Um, If you've ever felt your pulse um, as you have adrenaline running through you, and especially if you've ever been in a fight, you can, you have no idea what you are capable of in that moment. So the reason I check my pulse is for the safety of myself and also for that other person in the ring.
1: That makes sense.
3: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's pretty mental, isn't it?
1: (laughs) Uh, well, definitely makes you think. I guess if you're if you're standing across the, <laughs> the ring from, uh, oh yeah, from taking their pulse. I yeah, I mean I it probably Scary would me
3: out. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I read that you started wrestling at like like 14 or 15 and started training <laughs> for that is that is that correct?
3: Yeah, I actually started at 13 and lied about my age. (laughs) It's terrible. I don't recommend anyone to ever do that. Um, My body is definitely paying for it. Uh, Luckily, my mum was on my side and also lied about my age to the promoter at the time to let me train.
1: What a cool (laughs) mum. Yeah, look,
3: she's brilliant. Exactly. Um, She was a single parent and, you know, she used all the money she had to take me to training, sit there, watch me train, drive me to shows, you know. Um, so yeah, it, it all started at 13, um, which is, feels like a very long time ago and it's quite scary to say.
1: <laughs> well, okay, so you decided to start training at 13. Mm-hmm. When did you first become a fan? When did you discover wrestling? Was it that same time or was it earlier?
3: Oh, it was when I was nine. Um, I was playing Tekken on PlayStation 1 and uh, my brother brought home, I think it was Know Your Role. So he pops that on and I had no idea what it was. To me, it was just another fighting game. And then I saw this female on there called Lita. But at the time I pronounced it Lita. I didn't know any better. I hadn't seen wrestling before in my life. Uh, And I started playing that game and I got obsessed with the game. And then we started renting out VHSs. And I'll never forget the first event I saw was Kane and X-Pac on a team. Um, I forgot who they wrestled, but the vision of under, uh, sorry, Kane carrying out X pack. Like I'll never forget that. Um, and then since then I've just been hooked, you know, I recorded every single event that played and I've still got the VHSs, you know, um, I became obsessed, literally obsessed to the point where it's all I thought about. Um, and that's when I knew like, this is what I want to do.
1: You mentioned Lita there. Um, yeah, was she an influence for you? I, I see a little bit of Lita when I watch.
3: <laughs> Man, she uh, she was my idol for a very long time, and even now she's still an inspiration of mine. Um, what she did with the women back then, because obviously a lot of it was very much us at that time, um, which I didn't have any problem with. I loved, I loved everything, everything about wrestling. But um, when I saw Lita in there first off with S.A. Rios and then, you know, with the Hardy Boys, who would hire Karanis and moonsaults. She's got tattoos. I was like, who is this woman? I want to be her. Uh, But, you know, it, obviously I went a little far. I had red hair at one point. I had tattoos at one point. But as soon as I put the fishnets on, then that's it. I've got to stop. So, <laughs> um, yeah, the insp- she's definitely inspired me.
1: Well, did you go so far as to have Punk <laughs> tattooed on your inside of
3: your dude i yes i was very when i was younger i'm not even gonna lie at one point i was i wanted to get lita's number one fan tattooed on my back like it (laughs) that's that's the extent it went to unfortunately (laughs) i know
1: that when you uh when you started training you've had some pretty famous trainers can you can you talk to uh talk to me about that some of the people you've trained with
3: Sure. Um my first main trainer overseas was Lance Storm. Uh when I turned 18, I saved up and I went and did his school for 3 months and it was the best 3 months of my life. I'll never ever forget it. But during that time I met Teddy Hart um <laughs> at a show and um he this was in the middle of a training um week. He uh, kind of made us stay at his house and he, um, like, he wanted us to train with him and go to AAA in Mexico. Um, it was very overwhelming. First time I've ever met Teddy Hart and I'm sure we're all familiar with Teddy Hart. He is a character. So um, I went back home to Australia after that um, and then we went over to Mexico, trained at AAA. We also lived with Teddy for about two months in Canada as well. Um, we trained with him in the ring outside in the snow, all sorts of stuff. Um, but AAA, we had Skyder training us. Um, he was the best, um, Grand Apache also, um, there was just a lot of different people coming in and out of Mexico. So that was fun. Um, but yeah, my main trainers, I would say, uh, uh, Lance Storm, Teddy Hart and, um, Grand Apache, they, they made huge impacts on me.
1: So having wrestled in, in so many different places, you've been uh, outside of Australia, you've mm-hmm. been in New Zealand, right, uh, mm-hmm. Mexico, mm-hmm. Uh, you've been in the U.S. for Shimmer. Have you yeah. taken a little bit maybe as far as the different styles and adapted all of that into your style?
3: Absolutely. Um, I try to incorporate as much as I've learned into my um, repertoire, I guess, um, I like to think I have a hybrid kind of style of wrestling. Like I like to use a bit of lucha in there. I also like to use a bit of grappling from my wrestling, uh, Olympic wrestling training that I did for a bit. And also like the technical side of um, wrestling that I got from Tim Thatcher in Germany, you know, it's amazing to me that um, no one, I I mean, I'm not speaking for everyone, but a lot of people only travel now with the intention of doing shows as opposed to training Whereas for me, like the love for it comes from the training. So, um, yeah, everything I've learned, I will put, I put into my matches and to my style. Yeah.
1: So when you were wrestling for Shimmer, I think you mm-hmm. had a match against Nicole Savoy, correct?
3: <laughs> I sure did. I sure. I think it was main event of their last event or the event before. Yeah.
1: So what was it like working with her? And would you be looking forward to maybe working with her again in Ring of Honor?
3: Dude, it was cool um, to get in there with someone who knows how to fight uh, was insane. Um, it was extremely, um, I, it was a learning experience for me as well um, to be in there and uh, properly grapple with someone, you know, um, it was great. I loved it. And if I can get the opportunity to do that again at Ring of Honor, like in front of a huge crowd and in front of everyone, it'd just be fantastic. I'd love it.
1: So, when did you realize that you were on uh, Ring of Honor's radar?
3: (laughs) Um, For me, uh, Marty's always been extremely good to me since I first met him. Um, I didn't know, to be honest, that I was on their radar. I really didn't. I knew I wanted to always be a part of Women of Honor. Um, I think I was emailing the wrong email (laughs) for a few years, because every time I went to Shimmer, I would email Ring of Honor and ask to train. Um, that was my intention of getting in there. Um, so I had no idea I was on their radar. And when I got that message from Marty, I, it was just insane. And I was like, this is where I'm meant to be. It all, it all fell into place perfectly. And you know, I'm just so proud to actually say I'm a part of it.
1: So how cool will it be once you get here to see a couple of familiar faces and, uh, (laughs) Brooks?
3: Dude, I am so happy that it's us three. And, I know I don't, uh, all of Australia is great. Australian wrestling is fantastic, but to have people like Slex, who I've always looked up to from when I first started and, you know, a talent like Adam Brooks, it's just, I feel like you couldn't have picked a better three people to represent Australia at Ring of Honor. Um, I'm really, really excited and so happy to be a part of it with them.
1: Well, I just spoke to Adam Brooks right before you and I uh, spoke. And he's already floated out the idea of the three of you going after the Ring of Honor World Six-Man Tag Team Championship. (laughs) Because he said, you can handle yourself with the men.
3: (laughs) I feel like Adam might be living out his Hardy Boy fantasy because he is a huge (laughs) fan of Jeff Hardy. But uh, look, uh, I would... I would love that. That would be absolutely awesome. And yeah, like I love wrestling men. Um, Always have. It's just normal to me. I don't think of anything like it's just another body in the ring with me. So I would absolutely love that. That'd be sick.
1: Was it always a goal of yours to, um to branch out out of Australia and maybe to, to work for uh, a company in the States?
3: Yeah, look, obviously growing up, I had the dream of being in WWE, of course, and most kids do. Um, And then, you know, I've had one tryout with them and I realised very quickly that I don't want to be a part of it. Um, So I always knew that I wanted to be known. I always wanted, and I haven't done this for fame, but I wanted to be known for being good at my craft. So for me, you know, being a part of, um, a company in America and having, you know, potentially being able to live there, um, is incredible. Um, so yeah, I just, I'm extremely, I just have no words for it to be honest. So yeah, I'm very excited.
1: So would you eventually want to move to the States?
3: Yeah, uh, that was my intention um, before all this happened, to be honest. Uh, I was wanting to move over by April, but obviously that hasn't happened. But that will be the goal is to move there. Yep.
1: Okay. So I asked Lex the same question because he was talking about, obviously he wanted to move his family over uh, yeah. as well. Uh, what do you like most about America and what would you miss most about Australia if, you, if and when that day comes?
3: Sure. For me, like America, I felt like I was more comfortable with the people there. Well, the people that I've met. So everyone backstage, it felt like I was always a part of the team when I did shows in America um so I'm very excited for that and I've been to some amazing places in America my favorite though um I believe was New York which is surprising for me but I didn't I don't mean like Times Square I was in a place um I think I was in Manhattan and it just it was all so surreal and I'll never forget that moment of being in New York um so for me yeah I just love to be a part of the crew over there but Australia, like of of course, my mum, um, very 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 close to my mum, so that would be the hardest part for me.
1: Are you familiar with um, other than Nicole Savoy, who we mentioned that mm-hmm. you worked with in Shimmer? Um, yeah. Have you worked any of the other uh, women on the Ring of Honor roster? Are you familiar with uh, with them?
3: uh i've worked with session moth i did a ridiculous uh (laughs) 12 woman tag in the uk with her it was ridiculous like it was just silly but it was a lot of fun um i'm very familiar with angelina love i've never met her but i've watched her from afar for many years and i've admired her Um, maria who i think is an absolute beast and i would love to step in the ring with her but yeah really like i'm excited to work with all the women and be a part of it. And I think that we can definitely make it one of, if not the best women's division in the world.
1: Absolutely. You and Maria manic that's i I'd pay money for that one. I think.
3: (laughs) That'd be insane. Wouldn't it? And especially with Teddy Hart on the outside, mate, it's brilliant. It's a story made in heaven.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, well, I'm not so sure about (laughs) about that one, but (laughs) yeah. So, uh, the other thing I need to ask you about is I'm going to make sure I got this right. I wrote this mm-hmm. down because um, I'm an old guy. Okay, so I okay don't know. <laughs> I know that you do live streams of World of Warcraft on Twitch every every weekend. Um, so I don't even know what that means. So for people <laughs> like me who are old, like please explain.
3: Sure. So um, World of Warcraft is a multiplayer online game. Uh, It's a role play kind of game where you fight each other and whatnot, and it's got thousands and thousands of players, and I've been playing it since uh, I guess I was like 10, something like that. Um, I started streaming it, so that's when people pretty much watch you play a game, which sounds ridiculous, but it is really entertaining. Um, I did that because I don't have many friends in real life. So for me to stream and be able to talk to other people with that interest, like it's just, it's so fun and it's great. And I love doing it. Um, I love to embrace that side of me. I've always been a tomboy. And so to be able to, sit there and have people watch me play a video game as mundane as it sounds uh it's a lot of fun so you know maybe you could come and have a squiz if you want so you can see what it is but yeah it's a lot of fun
1: have a have a what now
3: a squiz a look a, a gander is
1: that an australian thing
3: yeah i think so okay. <laughs> it's either that or english one of <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah video games with me i kind of stopped it um Pong you remember Pong
3: Pong Oh no yeah. what
1: on the Atari on the Atari yeah, absolutely oh, on bless. Atari That's kind of where you. it ended for me So apparently uh Ring of Honor now is doing something called Role Play of Honor with Dungeons and Dragons I don't know if you saw that is that something you're into
3: I've never done dungeons and Dra- never done dungeons okay never played dungeons and dragons before i never have i i think from what i know though is that those games can last hours so um it's something that i'd be interested in watching before i participate in something like that i think <laughs>
1: okay fair enough <laughs> so yeah. any uh fine before we wrap up any final words uh to the ring of honor fans as far as uh a message you like to send to them before you, uh, before they actually see you make your debut?
3: Yeah, sure, I guess, you know, for me, it's, um, you know, don't judge me by how active I am on social media or anything like that. Like, judge me for what I do in the ring. You know, if you like what I do, then awesome, but I'm not gonna play, you know, the politicking game online. So get ready for a real wrestler, I guess.
1: All right, well, that will be, uh, I think that's, that will make you stand out for sure. <laughs>
3: I hope they don't think I'm a.
1: What's d- <laughs> well, it's funny because I always end these with "Tell us where you where we can find you on social media." So <laughs> when we find you, we just won't expect much.
3: Exactly right. Yeah, that's uh, That's it. You know, there's a few things up there, but yeah, nothing. Um, nothing like all the other ones, unfortunately.
1: So, what are your social media handles?
3: Sure. So, uh, Twitter is Kelly and Fiend Club. No, Fiend C. See? I don't even know my own handle. Kellyanne Fiend C. C for Charlie. Uh, uh, Instagram is Kellyanne Fiend Club. Facebook fan page, Kellyanne Fiend Club also. And I have a website, which is bedlammedia.net.
1: Okay. All right. Well, Kellyanne, thanks so much for your time today. Um, I think I speak for all of Honor Nation in saying that I absolutely cannot wait to see you in the ring.
3: Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I can't
1: wait. All right. And thanks also to Slex and Adam Brooks as well. Um, And thank you out there for listening. Uh, Keep it locked into ROHwrestling.com and ROH's social media channels, at Ring of Honor on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ring of Honor. For news of when and where future episodes of the ROH Strong podcast will be available. Stay safe, everyone, and let's all be ROH strong.